Welcome to the Jana and Jason podcast. We are living lucky. Sure. I'm Jana. I must be Jason. And today we are talking to Coach Berta. Yes, we love Coach Berta. Now, just so you all know, it was Coach Berta that we were meeting with in January when I was doing the puzzle inside the car, and then we kept stopping at every state along the way, and Jason slammed on the brakes. I had put the puzzle on the dashboard, dashboard and the puzzle pieces went in the seat cushions, everywhere everywhere in In the car. They went in the luggage. They went literally in my boots. They were in my, it was in my coat pockets, everywhere. All the cracks and crevices. Yes. And and then we kept getting out of the car to look for the puzzle pieces. And who knows? We could have had puzzle pieces in every state. Tennessee, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Mississippi, all, Jersey. All over America. Jersey. Right? That's right. And and we went ahead and we put this puzzle together of the Mona Lisa. And everyone thought we were crazy because we kept missing pieces. And sure enough, after about three weeks, we had the the puzzle put together, but we were missing one piece. One piece. And that's after finding seven or eight pieces for different trips to the car to go say, all right, well, yes. we're, miss- we're clearly missing seven or eight pieces. Here. And I, I finally gave up. I was like, oh, what a waste. And then sure enough, we went to go get a green smoothie and I looked in the cup holder and lo and behold, the masterpiece. That's right. The masterpiece. <laughs> living lucky. Baby. And I picked it up and I said, we are living lucky, which... Now is the name of our podcast, and it's the name of our brand, and it's the name of our mindset, our lifestyle, and we have that to thank Miss Coach Berta Medina. Welcome to the stage. How are you? Great. I love that story, guys, and I and I do believe. I think so many of us now have learned to live lucky through through you both. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm grateful for that invitation into 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 finding those missing pieces. Berta, you have no idea. So many people kept saying, "Oh, you you shouldn't even do the puzzle. You're never gonna find all the pieces." And I kept believing, didn't Throw it I? Out. There's a hole in it. I kept saying, "Nope. I I just I know we're gonna find them. I Throw know we're gonna There's find it." Missing. And and I I look back and I I think if I would have thrown it away. Or not? If you had given up on it, taken a chance, we would have missed out on the masterpiece. Yes. So thank you for all of your encouragement and guiding us through through this whole crazy process of building our brand. I love it. I'm so excited. So excited for you guys. Yes. And speaking of brands, so Berta is Dreamers Succeed. She has the Dreamers Succeed podcast, Dreamers Succeed coaching, and that's what she does. She helps people succeed, but she usually does it while she's climbing Mount Everest or while she's rafting (laughs) down the Niobrara or doing some crazy adventure, jumping out of an airplane. how did you even start coaching people while you did these crazy adventures? Oh my goodness, that's that's so funny, Jana. <laughs> I, I, you know what happened? I I went on this my a mission trip to Kenya and Tanzania back when I was in the process of of getting my coaching certification, and we spent eight days 
on Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, you know, part of the fundraising efforts to, to help the Maasai children we were working with was to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. That's what we committed to do. That's how we raised the funds for these children that we were working with. And, and throughout the days on the mountain, you know, one of the climbers, there were 23 climbers on this trip, would come and say, hey, can you coach me because I'm having this issue at work? Or can you coach me? I'm having this issue with my kids or whatever that was. So I would, I would walk with them for part of the, of the hike that day. And, and I found that people were a lot more open. They were a lot more willing to share when the adrenaline is pumping, when you're out in nature, when I think, and on Kili, after a certain, after a certain level, you know, the oxygen is very thin. So, so you're not as guarded with what you're saying. You're just saying what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I remember I came back and I asked my mentor coach at the time, I said, Hey, does, does adventure coaching exist? And she said, what do you care? Does now. Right. And and it, yeah, it was, it was a great invitation into something that I figured, well, if I'm going to be working, I want to be having fun. But I realized Jana that, that, if I could get someone, I always say to jump out of a plane with me, right? Yeah. Really get them out of their comfort zone, get them to face their fears very early in our coaching relationship. I can accomplish with them in six months what would take me three years at a Starbucks. You're and so that's right. Just, just the way it was. It was there's know, it became sort of a prerequisite of, of working. That makes so. perfect sense. It's I heard a, a saying the other day is that we feel most alive when our heart skips a beat. And, and that kind of makes me think when you have that moment, when you're, when you're scared or, or just when your heart can skip a beat or when you're in that activity level that you can forget about all the distractions of life and focus on the one thing. Plus, or, you just start that, speaking. Yeah. You start start speaking from from the heart. You're in the present. It's like cleaning out the closet, cleaning out the soul. Yes. You know, you, you're able to actually go in there and say, "All this goes. Let's get to that thing that I need to do and focus on, because all the other stuff, all the clutter's gone." If you're in an office talking to a coach, sometimes you'll start playing those chess games. What do they want me to say? Yeah. You know, or, or how should I, how should I react to this? And, and what What's are they the really trying to here? get at here? <laughs> it, but when you're actually doing something, something that you love or something that's scaring you, something that you're facing your fears out of your comfort zone, you can't think of anything else. You're in the moment. It's almost like you and puzzling. Yeah. And the other thing that I think you have going there for you is so many times I feel like when you are trying to do the introspection, nature has such a huge, it's such a huge aspect of it. So many times just going for a hike or getting out in nature alone without a coach can be be the answer. So it, you're you kind of have an added interestingly enough, added helper there, an amplifier and a buffer all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, why would you say it's a buffer? Well, because it buffers the outside, like the corporate world. It buffers all that noise. Oh yeah, I see and where you're it going. Amplifies all the the gratitude and kind of the the soul noise the soul noise yeah so buffers the, or amplifies the self and buffers from the outside 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Love that, Jason. Yeah. I can talk to you all the time, though. We got we, we to gotta talk to you, coach. <laughs> so tell us about your, your upcoming trip to Kenya, because I know that you're going over there and you have this big project and we want to hear all about it. Yeah, so so Kenya is going to be fun. We had a, a great uh, mission trip planned for last year. Uh, we were gonna we were gonna go. It was gonna be a women's trip last year with Women's Circle of Caring, which is a great organization out of South Dakota, and and they gather women and we go and we serve the Maasai women and children, and and we're there for ten days, you know, twelve days, just loving on these women, um, hearing what their needs are, trying to find ways. To, to meet their needs. And, and interestingly enough, the women of Kenya, especially the Maasai women, are extremely entrepreneurial. They're extremely collaborative. They, they, they have a, a very, very strong sense of community, um, probably unlike anything I've seen anywhere else that I've gone. And, and it's really beautiful to see. And Women's Circle of Caring started doing that about 10 or 11 years ago. And in the nine trips that they had done, by the time that I went to their first one, um, they had already planted a garden and they had a beautiful greenhouse going and they were growing oh. their own food. And they had, you know, saved up money and purchased an, an entire acre of land that they were able to plant. They learned to bake. They invested and bought their own ovens. And they were, so, I mean, it, it's just, it's just a beautiful way to see, you know, and, and that society is, is so matriarchal. Yes. You know? even though the men are revered and, you know, they're taking care of the livestock, but the women and the children really are the ones that are, that are making that community work the way that it does. That's just an opinion. I may be wrong, but. but no, we, I, think, yeah, I would totally agree. Well. We, we had yeah. the opportunity to go visit Tanzania and North of, yes. North of yeah. And yeah. I, Tanzania I will cool. never forget going to, one of the to visit one of the Maasai tribes and Jason was jumping higher than I had ever seen him jump before in my life. He was doing he was taking part in one of the ceremonies. Yeah, it was yes. just with the men. We were just all it was yes. all just a, a kind of a joyful jumping. It was it was just fun. It was awesome. It was, awesome. It was, it was so great. awesome. I don't to even watch. know I don't remember the exact reason for it, but it was almost camaraderie. It was like a welcoming. Together. Yeah. Yeah. And, be one yeah. with us. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting. I I didn't know that the women were entrepreneurial. That 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 say that right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had to say that once in a pageant. You need to put marbles in your mouth to say it, right? <laughs> and now undo the undo it. <laughs> but I didn't realize that about the women. So I I feel like yeah. I just learned something. Are they? Yeah. It's it's amazing. Are the women mm -hmm. pretty good with their? their crafting skills as well or is it mostly yeah. their planting and their because you said they no, they made a garden yeah but it's it's everything and they're they're very well known for their beadwork i'm sure most of us yes. have seen you know i was clearing out my office this weekend but but i had a lot of a lot of the beadwork um which is just beautiful and intricate and and mind-blowing that what what they're able to do with sometimes very limited resources but they're I, I i just i always say and i and i love and i spend some time in tanzania as well um how extremely versatile they are and helpful and adaptable 
despite yeah. the hardships, right? Um, where where I say that every kid should visit a third world country before they graduate high school because it just it just shifts. Your it just opens right? your your whole mind when you see when you see kids going down the street having so much fun just playing with a stick and a tire. A blown out tire. Yeah, a blown, a blown out tire. tire. Just a blown out tire, just the tread. Yes, and they yeah. and then you visit these tribes and their huts are made of dung. They're they're literally made of Straw, of dung. dung. Uh, yeah. And they're beautiful. They're they're beautiful yeah. and you think, "Wow, this is really uh, MacGyver like yeah. to come up <laughs> yeah. with a house made of dung and, and it keeps them cool." 10 to 12 yes. miles to go get some water. For the yes. family, for the for the and kids, for the sheep, and for the goats and the sheep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it just the whole and their children doing the this. whole experience this is not was yeah. adults. This is the children do this, and they carry a small a small stick to to watch out for the lions. So right, Berta, your 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 why in all this then is to. So Jason told me you're building schools, but it sounds like to me just now you're you're helping the women there. Yeah, yeah, and and this trip is going to be much more um, mission driven around the children. We're going to visit the the children. Uh, it's on my vision board, um, Jason, to 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 build a, a school school in Kenya. You know, we've helped contribute to build uh, dorms, boys and girls dorms, because when the weather changes the parents are more hesitant to send the kids to school because if they get stuck in this way with the dorms, they're able to have some place to sleep and be safe um, overnight if they had to stay, if the weather turned. But I think that, um, that, that there's so much work to be done in the area of bringing them hope and letting them know, you know, we, we do a lot of sponsorship around the world, but I, I focus a lot of my, my main efforts in, in Kenya, just because I know that I'll, God willing, be back there every couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for these children to know that we exist. And when they get a sponsor visit, which is rare, but when they're able to do that, that bond that you've been creating by way of correspondence and, and everything that you're doing really, really gets solidified. You know, I've been blessed to meet, you know, my first little boy, his name is Sipao, who was five years old when I first sponsored him. Um, I was able to meet his mom and his dad and his grandmother when I went on my first visit. You know, these are not orphans. They're just people living so far below the poverty line that generationally it's hard to get out of without an education. Mm -hmm. But in Kenya, schools are public, but they're not free. So folks living, you know, so far below the poverty line, it's very hard for them to make that decision to say, okay, are we going to eat or are we going to send our kids to school? And that's where the power of the sponsorship comes in because it's how, for how do people sponsor? How do they help you gain funds? How do we get involved? Because it's not that much to, to help. Like a, a no, small amount helps a lot. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, Jason. And, and I think one of the most interesting things because it's not it's not so much about the fundraising and, and of course there are always projects that needs to that need to be done. I have a you know, it broke my heart the first time that I went to see, you know, some of these really run down playgrounds, and I'm using that word very loosely, um, you know, rusted out an old, you know, chain 
that's all rusted out with a, you know, a swing that's falling off, you know, it's, it's the chain. And, and, and I just felt there's so much power that goes into play and there's so much learning and socialization that goes into play. So I have it in my heart that I want to one day go back and build playgrounds and all these hope centers. But the sponsorship is really interesting because it's $39 a month and you can find out more information um, at onechild.org. And there are a lot of organizations out there that do the sponsorship model. Okay. Um, but what I like about one child is that number one, such a large, most, most, if not all of the funds that you contribute really go directly to the field and to the project and to the kids. There's not, you know, their, their admins are covered um, by a, by a benefactor. So it's, it's, it's different than most organizations out there, but the fact that you also get to meet, have the opportunity to meet your children when they do these, these mission trips, if you're able to go and, and for $39 a month, these kids get the nutritional, the medical and the educational needs that their needs are met um, on a monthly basis for next. I mean, that's three trips to Starbucks for me sometimes. Yeah. And, and it just goes such a long way for them. And, and you see it. I mean, like I said, my, the first little boy that I sponsored, I have a number of them now, but the first little boy that I sponsored, Sibao, was five years old when I first sponsored him. So I've seen how his life has, has transformed. You know, we, we were able to send him a couple of cows and now he has, you know, eight cows and we sent him a couple of goats and now he has 11 goats. So they're very, and it's very community. You know, when, when I first met him, he was praying his first letter to me, he was praying for a cow for his Baba, right. For his dad, because for the Maasai, their standing in society that is determined by the, the size of their livestock. And he had no livestock. And, um, and I, so I called one child and I said, Hey, you know, I need to get Sipao a cow. And they're like, Oh, we don't do that. And I said, listen, you don't understand. Um, in his letter, he's praying for a cow for, yeah. for his dad. And I need him to know that his prayers are being answered. Oh. And they said, listen, we don't do that. We do the sponsorship. And I said, well, can you find me someone either in the organization or in Kenya that can get me a cow? And I, this is before we left on the trip. I knew they were probably thinking, man, this Cuban from Miami won't <laughs> trip. She's already making trouble. But it turns out that that that's how you can really effectuate change even beyond that contribution that you're making monthly. So now Sipao and his family have a growing livestock. They're able to take everything that is left over and they're good at bartering and good at business but they don't, they're actually giving away the access to people in their community that don't have, you know? So it's that, almost like paying it forward. It's, it's just a beautiful. It's beautiful living thing. from the overflow and that's huge. And what you did there. So this whole organization, I love just, I love the whole concept of it. Jan and I both do. And, but going that way, one step beyond. So that's, that's the whole living lucky thing. It's, it's going out into the universe with it and figuring out because there's logistics behind all this and, and, and making the, the, this, the program work the way you want it to work as a donor. And that's, I mean, that's why people start their own 501 C threes and, and, and get outside of the box. And it's, 
if we could figure out a the way. The fact that he felt love, he yeah. felt like he was being having abundance, then he wants to give abundance to others. It's there is a contagious effect there. Right. That's and what I you're trying it. to say, right? Say, yeah. And what I'm saying is, is if I, I I love the idea of frameworks, but what people need to realize is frameworks are just frameworks. We need to play on those like jungle gems and keep mm-hmm. keep everyone safe, but allow us to act like Coach Berta did, where we can figure out a way to make the solution happen so that we can help the child, help the people, and spread out beyond the framework. Don't live inside that box. And that's I love it. because how old is that child now? You said you started and he was five. Yeah, Siba will be 12 on wow. August 6th. So I'll, I'll be seeing him when I'm there next month. Um, and and we'll be I'll be able to be, you know, and visit with with six of our kids there. And and I'm just tickled. But he's he's become I remember when I got his first letter, he wanted to be a lawyer. Right. Because they, they tell you sort of what they want to do when they grow up. And and at about age nine, um, his 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 desire of what he wanted to do when he grew up changed to to he wants to be a pastor now. So oh. I'm thinking there's someone same thing in that center that's having such a positive him and teaching him the word and and getting him to understand God's love and God's grace that he wants to now be the person who is spreading that when he grows up. And I, I just think that these kids, you know, it's very little, um, as Jason mentioned, as an investment from our part, mm-hmm. but we don't know what these kids are going to do. But the impact lives. is so big. It's so immense. It's just uh, Jason, Jason found a term on your website, volunteerism or volunteerism, volunteerism. Yeah. Isn't that your, yeah. your keyword that you use sometimes? Volunteerism. Yeah, that, was, that was my, my marquee on my vision board. When I, when I had all this Kenya Maasai, everything that I'd ever wanted to do as a, as a child and, and volunteerism, you know, I love to travel and, and I travel quite a bit, but I try to, to leave a mark everywhere I go, do one thing. I don't care if it's volunteering at a homeless shelter or cleaning up a park. I try to do something that will, will make a little, a little bit of a dent while I'm there. And I think, I think, um, I think it, 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 it makes the travel even more, um, more special, I guess. What if everybody did that? It'd kind of make the world a little bit more special. A ripple effect. There would be such a ripple effect. And make it better for us and the world. That's why we've always loved you so much, Miss Coach Birdas, because you have such a heart for service. Hey, one thing before we go, Jason and I, we saw that you have, you. Coach Berta does a lot of speaking and one of her speeches is naked and unafraid. So then we started, we started having this little, little talk. Do you think Coach Berta would do naked and afraid? The, the TV show, do, would Coach Berta do that? She's pretty classy, but I think like if it was for a cause, I think she would just if take it all off. If it was for a and, cause, Jason yeah, says I think she's yes. All in just for the cause of it. <laughs> <laughs> so if Jason would donate, Coach Berta would do naked and afraid. That's what you're really well, saying. I, I don't know that. Yeah, I think if I had enough backers. <laughs> All right, go. Coach Berto, what's your answer? <laughs> so my answer is is actually no. <laughs> um, I, actually, you know, if, if there was a cause behind it, because I, I should have never 
climbed and summited, you know, Philly because I was 47 postmenopausal grandma, born and raised in Miami, where we have no mountains. So my husband's like, yeah, you're going to start with that one. You can't just work your way up. Nothing but the best. This is the calling, but I was so driven by the mission behind it that that I was able to overcome the fear and the oh my god the exhaustion and and I would just you know we would we would break out as a group and then we would start you know there was a front group and then a middle group and then a back group and I would always somewhere an hour in I would just look back and go walk behind the the slowest person and and that's actually one of the things that they recommend the pole pole is just take it slow because if you rush through this you're not going to make it to day six or seven so, so I learned that, but, but actually when I watch Naked and Afraid <laughs> on TV, I say, even I <laughs> just don't want to struggle that much, yeah. you know, <laughs> what would be my tool? How do I take a barista from Starbucks with me on Naked <laughs> and Afraid or Naked and Afraid? You know, I just, I, I, I just, you know, I love camping and I love the outdoors and I'm, I'm outdoors as much as I can be, but man, I just, I, I'm just too old. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I told you at the beginning that we might need a little coaching while we're on this call. Uh, Jason told me for the first time yesterday. Now, whenever we're talking, it's usually Jana's soul is speaking. Jana's soul is speaking. And yesterday (laughs) during one of our heart to hearts, I said, what is Jason's soul saying? And he said, Jason's soul is saying it's time to get on the road and do an adventure. Willie Nelson came out. Listen, so how, what's your advice or wh- how would you coach us through this? Because and let me tell you, I think, and you know that I love you guys. I'm yes. super biased, but I think one of the things that I most love, admire, um, really, really want you guys to, to promote and put out there is how communicative you guys are with each other and how you speak to each other from the soul. I think so many people, even married as many years as you've been, um, are still guarded and you guys are so open. And so, and I think that's why you're making such an impact and, and having so much success, thank God. And you're only getting started as we say, right? Yes. Um, but I, I really believe that when your soul is is calling you to that mm-hmm. that's god's whisper right like hey how about this and i know you 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 said it out loud a couple of times in in our last few conversations mm-hmm. i say go man pole pole you want to talk about changing the world with giving people an invitation to do it as well with giving people permission to know that that exists and that it is possible especially that you guys do life so well together I say freaking go. I'm a terrible person. I always tell people, listen, I'm the worst person to ask. You want to leave your job. <laughs> You're the you best go, person. You know, do something crazy. You're the, I'm the best. Worst person to ask is I'm going to, I'm always going to err on the side of. Go for it. Freaking follow your dream. God gave it to you. You're going to say, follow God's whisper. That's what you're going to say. Coach Berta, I've got this picture that I keep coming up with in my mind, and it, and it looks kind of like Forrest Gump running down the highway with a thousand people behind him. <laughs> yes. And then he just, yes. one day he stopped. <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes, yeah. where are you going? He goes, I'm done running. <laughs> and, and that really and is how it is. I, I, think, I think you guys brought up the word, RV a couple of conversations ago. Yes. And 
And I'm going to tell you, when we got our RV, I called it an adventure coach, right? Because it, it, that's my adventure coach to the adventure coach. Um, I say freaking do it, guys. You know that you're here to change the world. And you're already doing it. So just, you know, don't be afraid. Don't that, be afraid. And even if you are, we need an adventure coach to face those fears. Oh, maybe maybe we all you need to go it. skydiving yeah. <laughs> so that, that we can make a decision. Time. But you've done, yeah, exactly. So all right. But I say I say go for it, man. It's, go for it. Be all right. $39 a month, onechild.org. When are you leaving for Kenya? Because we want to try to start rallying and maybe send some support with you. I want to send some living lucky sure. buttons with you. Oh, yes, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, so we are leaving July 18th. Okay. And we'll be there until just about the end of the month. So it's going to be a really good trip. Um, we're, we're going with a good group, a group of, of women that I've been with before. And, and, and then I'm taking some friends, uh, ex-clients, now friends, um, a, a group of us, which I've already warned the Kenyan consulate that there's going to be uh, about seven Cubans landing all at one time. So that they <laughs> um, but it's, it's going to be really special for me to be able to share that experience with friends who I've traveled with in the past and with people who, who I love dearly. And this is going to be their first. And we have four, uh, three young men coming with us, 14 to 20. So, oh, wow. um, and, and that's, that's where, that's where you really move the needle. How and can people, how can people follow your experience? How is it? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I'll be posting on, on Facebook. I'm Berta Medina on Facebook. Um, I will be sharing it on LinkedIn too, but Facebook is probably going to be the best place. Um, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty fun, but I, I appreciate you guys asking about it. I know that you guys are all heart and, and all so mission driven uh, yes. in this world. So I'm excited. I can't wait to do living lucky in Kenya. Oh, you know, we're doing it. Oh, you know? That's something we're, we're all in. Can you imagine that's... jumping up and down at that Maasai tribe? Woo! Yeah. yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. That's crazy. Just so. do it. Berta Medina, it. dreamers succeed. Thank you, Berta.